Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? OG5. We just started a show and already did it again. I just hit record on audition because, well, that's what we do here. Uh, we're making. Oh, hey, make sure you hit record and audition. Yeah, that was your job. I signed it to you like seven months ago. But um, anyhow, why would we want to do that pre show when we can do it in the middle of the intro? So, Gordon, how are you doing, friend? I am doing all right. Yourself? Um, not too bad, considering I'm. Tired. I had to go to the store to get me some Mountain Dew and ice cream to get an insulin spike so that I could do the show because I came home from work and mowed the grass and weed-eated and trimmed, mind you, weed, trimmed, huh? trimmed the bushes by the garage and started to weed the flower bed because these are all things that need to be done, but you can't do them in Florida or Vegas until it gets down to 70 degrees. Well, you know, our weeding's not much. I've got rocks. It's kind of nice. Well, I, I got a fence line, I got a wellhead, two trees, a driveway, and the edging of the house. So it's not like I'm weed-eating like we once used to could back in Kentucky when we had to pretty much weed-eat a... Side of a hill? Three-acre side of a hill. Or my personal favorite, push mowing three and a half acres along the river, and then weed-eating the ditch. But... Uh, yeah, so you said you went to get Mountain Dew and ice cream, and one would think that maybe there's some weird Florida, some kind of Florida float. No, or, but that brings or a red up. Or, or a hillbilly float going on there. What's your favorite prepared store-bought ice cream? Now, when I say prepared, I mean not in a bucket, but a prepared delicacy. So not, you're talking not the one that we're t- buying in the bucket in the store, right? Correct. Is it an Eskimo pie? Is it a Nutty Buddy? Is it an ice cream sandwich? Is it a Dilly Bar from Dairy Queen? What is your, I guess, novelty ice cream fix? Probably a Dove Bar. Probably what? A Dove Bar. Dove Bar. Nice. Nice. Melanie's get this Dilly Bar. I haven't had one in probably 10 years, though. When's the last time you bought a drumstick? Probably as a child. We enjoy a good drumstick, but when you go to the store, you have two options. Mm-hmm. You got their drumstick and an eight pack or four pack. Oh, th- don't sleep on the Heath bar. And then the mini drumstick, right? Mm-hmm. Well, interestingly enough, both the mini drumstick and the drumstick itself are way too goddamn small. They're not like the ones we would get at the public pool or the um, school shop at Grove City High School underneath the mezzanine. Now, have they gotten smaller, or do we feel that they have gotten smaller? Because the Big Mac used to seem big at one point in time in our lives, and now it seems like a tiny sandwich, although it's the same sandwich. I agree with you, but in this case, no, because what it is is in the retail and multi-pack environment, they are, in fact, smaller. However, if you go to the 7-Eleven and go to the little freezer where they sell individual ice cream bars... um, whether they're the SpongeBob ones or, you know, the cookies and cream chocolate, you know, bar or the drumsticks. They have the full-size drumsticks that we used to get at a summer, you know, pool or a movie theater or whatever. And so 
instead of buying them by the box and getting the mini versions, just about every other night or so, I'll just take a trip down to the old uh, 7-Eleven and buy three of them and toss them in the freezer, one for each of us. And uh, so we were hankering some ice cream. I needed a Mountain Dew because I was, I was processing video in my bed mm-hmm. on my laptop, and I just kept dozing off. And so now I got a Mountain Dew, right? <laughs> Diet Coke and uh, Larceny Bourbon, Miller Lite. <laughs> and they're all cold and they're all ready to drink. Fun fact I, for kids: um, actually, when you're when you're mixing liquor. Use diet soda because it doesn't have legitimate sugar in it because legitimate sugar breaks down the alcohol content. And last week, you're talking about your your drinking glass, right? Yeah, the the classic one you see in every TV show and everybody's grandparents' house. And I was listening to the podcast One Moment in the Grass as kind of an on-air thing. Um, and, and, um, and I had mentioned that, well, if you don't have the one with the, the – stars on it like yours they would have a grid and you kind of looked at me funny this is what i was talking about see mine's the basic with just the basic grid on it the the checkerboard if you will opposed to the fancy sun rays or starburst yours has so i believe let's go back to ice cream for a second and i'm going to share this screen real quick we all scream for motherfucking ice cream i don't know if you see that yep i'm going to give full screen for this playing at home because uh, we see your Word document. So go full screen on your... Okay. Uh, uh, there you I'm go. do that. We're going to move you down here. Hey, we're all trying stuff new today, guys. Um, so this is... We got Handles Ice Cream. They're a company out of Ohio. It looks like a there gym. Like um, the, the logo. They have the best ice cream. But this is where ice cream starts. Like a pizza, you could go too far. This is called the Cookie Monster. And the only thing they're missing now is the stupid gummy worms. Now, is Ugh. that the filter, the shadow, or since it's the cookie monster, did they dye it blue? They dyed it blue. I'm guessing it's a blueberry, or is it a dyed, dyed well, vanilla? Well, it's probably like my favorite, which is called the Oreo, which is actually cookies and cream, Oreo, cookies and cream, ice cream, and cookie dough ice cream. So you got Oreos, cookies and cream, and cookie dough in a vanilla ice cream. Fucking fantastic. We have a place down here called Neverland. Uh-huh. Not Neverland. Wonderland. Neverland's Peter Pan. Wonderland is Alice in Wonderland. And you go in there and they have this whole Alice in Wonderland theme. And they have, much like that place, the multi-flavored, super-tiered, homemade ice cream. At a certain level, you're just like, holy fuck, this is a little too much. <laughs> and that's before you add all the toppings on it. Well, Mike says, you can never go before, too far with ice cream, dude. Yes, you can. Michael, I'll have to take you down to, uh, I was going to say Neverland again, Wonderland Ice Cream on Bayshore, and you'll just get your dick kicked in with sweetness. <laughs> well, if you happen to be in, I believe, Bonita Springs. Oh, Bonita, Bonita. Yep, that's not too I far from there. I believe they have a Handles Ice Cream down there. Hmm. So you need to give her a check sometimes. because I tell you, did you ever like graders back in Ohio? No, I but. I don't think I was big into designer ice cream, not because I didn't like it's it. It's not designer ice cream. It's just good old school ice cream. Uh, I don't know. Whatever dad bought is what I ate. I mean, I, does it come with a fucking pinstripe suit? Remember the swan ice cream that people would have delivered in their house in the 28-gallon yes. buckets? Yeah. Now, I've that's somebody who likes ice cream. That's too much ice cream. I would just go to... I think I got most of my ice cream like once I was of driving age. I think the only ice cream I ever got was either a milkshake from Wendy's or a McDonald's or a 
chocolate malt from United Dairy Farmers. I don't really think I, I uh, participated. I'd agree with you, but once I turned mid my mid-20s, that's when that all changed. Gotcha. Got a little, kind of like, you know, liking scotch now. You scotch, get scotch, a little scotch. More, ow, cat, that hurt. Uh, she's getting a little uh, out of control with her biting these days. Hmm. Well, it's, uh, Parm, don't you hate when, like, uh, 15, 16 years old now. So. Oh, okay, that's what that is. Also, I'm like trying to like, what the hell did I write there? <laughs> I'm like so, reading my notes. I'm like, I can't read it. I talked to you about a show I started watching. Oh, which one's that? Uh, it actually, this is one of the songs from it. Let's try this again. No, is this on Netflix? Uh, it is on Netflix. That oh, is correct. Hold on, hold on. Um, but just because we we have production around here. Yeah, no, I say that and I can't find it. it. Nah, fuck it. Never mind. I was going to play the Netflix sounder. <laughs> go ahead. Hopefully this will go through. Yep. So it's kind of got an eerie sound, right? Yep. Is that the new Dexter theme? Could probably stick with you like the song out of... What is that show called? That movie that we that really sticks with you, I got. Oh, Exorcist. Damn, I can't, for, forgot it. Exorcist. Um, Jennifer Connelly. Oh, yo, yo um, Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> yes. Think about it. Well, this is a show I didn't think I would like, and Katina didn't think she would like, and I'm going to turn that off because I can't tell the balance on my end. Yeah, it's pretty low, but that's right. Um, called Squid Game. Oh yeah. <laughs> So you got to get through the first three episodes. Do I have to? Yeah, because it gets serious. Now, what if I'm one I've of these got guys some thoughts. Take pride. I got some thoughts, and, and I know you have some thoughts. What if you I'm may one have of these guys it. who take uh, our, our audience is still looking at your word file. <laughs> Kill your screen share. Uh, oh. What if you're one of these guys who takes pride in not watching all these <laughs> super fantastic shows? Well, have you tried watching it? No. Now, okay. let me ask you this before you get into it. Are you one of these read the subtitles or watch the bad overdub? Watch the bad overdub. However, the overdub, overdub has gotten a lot better. If you don't just sit there and stare at your, their lips, you're fine. But one thing, I'm like, this is well written. But I believe there is a lot of good writing that is lost in translation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at all the bad titles in arcade games. But I'm the opposite, believe it or not. I'm actually, because I watch a lot of German stuff, and mm -hmm. um, I actually just read the subtitles. I, I'm I, so, maybe, I don't know if it's my background with producing videos or editing right. audio or whatever, but I am so, I'm just too distracted by the, the uh, lips. Obviously, they can't I, sync up. It's impossible, but I just, I'd rather listen to it in the original language and read the fucking subtitles as long as there's not 30,000 of them on the screen at one time. And I may do a second round that way. Um, I thought it was going to be bad. It was tried, and, and even Katina thought, oh man, I'm not going to put up with it this way, but you actually kind of get over pretty quick. Well, the only issue is, is just the words they use in the English language, I think, is a little watered down and simplified. Uh, a lot of times, but it, um, well, the other issue I have is, it is a fantastic concept. I find a lot. And if you're one of these voiceover actors, forgive me, but I find a lot of these bilingual voiceover actors, I guess technically you wouldn't have to be bi bilingual, but it seems like a lot of times the voice actors, especially from maybe an area that doesn't 
produce such high budget stuff as Hollywood. I find that it's not so much the overdub of the lips, but it's the physical voiceover work that the voiceover actor who's doing the lip syncing does. It just their acting chops just aren't quite there, and it almost brings down the quality of the person who's only acting on the screen by the voiceover not being that great. Well, what's interesting is how this thing is going along. And you know, not not the greatest. No, and just like where they're playing duck, duck, duck go, and say, people and get killed. I, this thing was bumping me. I'm like, is it the actor? It sounds like this sounds maybe a little off from the actual production sound, et cetera, and et cetera. Did you just that catch being that? said, uh, watching this, it is worth the watch. You got to kind of put aside that this isn't Hollywood. It is made in South Korea. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of good stuff lost in translation, and I'm sure those things will be lost in translation even on the screen. But uh, the concept behind it about people who are way in debt and uh, their opportunity to get out of debt by playing these kids' games that um, I was, I was well, if you lose, you don't. It doesn't end well for you. Well, I was laughing because I meant to say, "Is this where they play the murderous game of Duck Duck Goose?" But this being twenty twenty one, me being a computer guy, I said, "Is this where they're playing the murderous game of Duck Duck Go?" <laughs> <laughs> I might as well. First game. I'll go ahead and say it. It's red, red light, light, green light. light. Yeah, that's one. The that's the one we've all seen in the trailer with the uh, with the, the head, the lazy. The girl, yes, but it gets crazier. It actually gets very emotionally wrenching. It's and one of the games about halfway through, is beginning of the second half of the season. Now, are they? Woke? I've got two episodes left to watch. Are they woke over in South Korea, or do you think maybe they might dust off their equivalent of Smear the Queer? <sighs> I don't detect any overt wokeness. Um, Yet he didn't want to do it. Yes, troublesome people are often people in trouble. They may be mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. Yeah, you you know you wanted to say that. Well, that's just one of those games I think we've talked about in the past. It's interesting that every town had their own name for that game. And the most... funniest version i ever heard was it was just called kill the kid with the ball because <laughs> that was basically well that doesn't even have any zip to it no but this is the younger generation so. remember what they called dodgeball in hamilton township middle school no i do not it was the best name ever slaughter ball that's good you don't remember y'all didn't play slaughter ball no I, they probably aren't. He's in the gym class. They probably aren't allowed playing Red Rover nowadays either, because you basically clotheslined each other to Red Rover. No, it was straight up slaughter ball, and we would wing those fucking red utility mm-hmm. balls Doing. as hard as we could. They don't get. even have those anymore. They're like foam balls now. I think that right there was the beginning of the end. You know, I was listening when utility to balls went away. Now we do have. I don't know if you got this out there in Florida, but evidently there's a quite a mean kickball league out here um, for well, adults. I think there may be a kickball league. The fun thing I did back when we worked at K Rock when DC was a program director, he signed us up for the K Rock dodgeball team, and there was actually a, a round robin like whole day of thirty, 20, you know, thirty to forty year old dodgeball, and I think we went out like third third game in but we, yeah we, we did some dodgeball and that was fun I got a fucking it's interesting about the, uh, the kickball everybody I knew who was it was probably about the mid 2000s when it was you know about 2010 when everybody was really jumping on it everybody got fucking injured mm-hmm. big time 
The worst kick is the kickball league's after parties. I am absolutely sure, Ed. <laughs> that is probably that's, uh, probably as bad as rugby after parties. Yeah, that's uh, our friend Martin from New York. He just always changed his names to yes. the silly Martino. shit. Um, do, 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 do. What am I looking for? Oh, yeah, I was going to do something. And I'm all squirrely. <gasps> it's that time. It's, it's that all that time. Uh, sugar and um, Mountain Dew you had. Here's today's meaningless headlines from social media. That's a whole lot of maple syrup. Face screaming in fear, Will Ferrell recently revealed that this background music is too fucking loud. Um, that's a whole lot of maple syrup. Face screaming in fear, Will Ferrell recently revealed he turned down. Now, this is a man who cares about the films that he does. How He's much, got integrity. How much money do you think he turned down? When they offered him the sequel to Elf, Elf number two, they wanted to push out. Would this be Elf on the Shelf? I don't know. He turned it down, but guess how much money Will Ferrell turned down for how Elf? How much was his integrity to point us? How much now? is the integrity of a man who is quite often seen wearing whitey tighties in his movies? I would say eighty mil. No. Apparently. You have a lot more faith in the sequel of Elf Two, but he. Uh, my original guess was twenty-two, but you would have been better. You have been better. You'd have nailed on the Price is Right rule. He has turned down twenty-nine million for the Elf sequel. <laughs> Will said he didn't feel he could promote the movie for an honest place if it wasn't well done, and he would only be doing it for the money. Oh wait, wait, wait. was the first one well done? The first one is kind of a cult classic, especially to certain generations, and. I was never a big Will Ferrell fan in the movies. Well, I think you may have been aged out. Yeah, I think good the, I think the people who enjoyed L for the obviously the high schoolers, but your your stoner ages, your eighteen to twenty one year olds when it first came out, um, kind of like old school. We talked about a few weeks ago. You were kind of aged or out. Super Troopers, or yeah, mm. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian are spotted holding hands outside of a nightclub. The premiere of Dune sparks cultural appropriation discussion. <laughs> oh dear God! I want to see that. I love the book. Didn't really care for the first movie, but I did love the book. Uh, didn't have a video game. Shanghai Disneyland wasn't quite the happiest place on earth last night. With over thirty-four thousand people were stuck inside the theme park after one person tested positive for COVID nineteen. Oh, and that has been. And then it, and then they heard this, <laughs> and turned it into a game show. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> What's your favorite right. scary movie? And that has been meaningless headlines because I still haven't dragged Carrie into the studio to have her record an outro to that. I don't know if you're aware of this, Gutter, but there actually was music recorded before 1989. What is this? You're going to wear this to the show. You're going to wear the shirt of the band you're going to go see. Don't be that guy. And now, to be or not to be that guy. Martin and Michael, I want you guys to join in <laughs> on this. Gordon, you're still, never mind, it's, it's delayed. Martin and Mike, I want you guys to join in on this. I want you to contribute to the list. I got short list tonight. But this is to be or not to be that guy. Gordon, how about where's his bicycle helmet backwards guy? <laughs> this guy exists? Have you not seen this guy? This may be a Florida thing because cats are Well, <laughs> Florida, old. I mean, uh... Well, it's not. It's it's the bicycle helmets like we. Wait a second. Like the the mountain bike helmets in the the ones that are 
built to be aerodynamically valuable in one direction and one direction only and is built to protect your head a certain way yes and the ones that if you don't have the little vise in the front it is kind of hard to tell the front from the back but the telltale sign is the v chin strap goes over your ears and not your peripheral vision and so you'll see him riding down the street with the helmet on backwards and the 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 side triangle straps are basically like uh like blinders on a fucking horse it's like dude your helmet's on backward how do you how do you think that those those straps are supposed to be blinders did you did you want to pull over and say hey man you're new at this aren't you well they're usually like 50 or higher like and they're just getting into the biking thing and they bought their helmet and they're not I sure almost can guarantee way. you if you you look somewhere inside that helmet it probably says front and rear. Oh, I'm sure it does. I did a check on those leagues in Central Park. <laughs> Gave her the D-shirts. Yeah. How about we lost our signal to um YouTube or Facebook. No, that's cuz fucking restream out i know i'm still watching him it's delayed now I'm, I'm currently doing the blinder routine the broadcast is waiting for a signal it should resume shortly that's weird because i'm watching mine may be delayed how about and i think i brought this guy before but i've actually seen the female equivalent today and that is drives a custom themed car now i'm not saying to go to the paint shop and pay drop a bunch of money i'm talking like um, they buy a car of a certain color, then they do up the, the seat covers, and they put stickers and magnets. And one we talked about in the past. You're talking like, like if somebody was a dress, they just wear all Adidas from head to toe? Uh, no, kind of. Um, for example, in the past when Dave was on here, I talked about the Iron Maiden mobile. The little car that drove around with all the Eddie stickers in the, in the windows and on the doors and, and things just head to toe Iron Maiden. And then right. there's a Dodge that drives around here. The paint color is the color of the Seahawks gray or blue part of their uniform. And then they actually put the lime green pinstripe down the hood, and they have Seahawk logos all over it. It's the ugliest damn thing in the world. But today, chick was from Ohio. How do I know? Because if you're from Ohio, your car will let everybody fucking know. She had an Ohio Cincinnati Bengals sticker with the B in Cincinnati, then the Ohio State Buckeye license plate ring. But Ohio, it's a great place to get away from. Bright orange Jeep. Okay. Vinyl stickers on the orange plastic fiberglass high-end expensive seat cover not the the cheap flap you know you pull over but the actual enclosed and it said aren't you scared every day's halloween and then she had black blackout taillight covers that made her taillights look like little jack-o'-lanterns and then like she had vinyl stair basically she turned her her jeep her probably base model a little up forty thousand dollar jeep into a year-round halloween display Man, that takes a lot of um, energy. God, that just takes not even energy. It just takes a lot of just obsession. I I, I don't know how, what else to say. You know, to well, be obs- I, that obsessed with Halloween. I know. I actually know in real life, and they work at one of the places I do computers for. They are a diehard Christmas. One of these keeps her tree up all year. You can ask them in June how many days till Christmas, and they will tell you down to the last fucking millisecond. Like they, they're one of these, they live Christmas every day, people. How, uh, so how about this uh, coming guy? in from oh, Martin? Wait until these states start pushing vaccinations on their kids. Oh, your buddy, your state's gonna, it's about to get more fun. Florida is about to get a big hit on migration. Yeah. Um, I actually got a, a, a new Gadsden flag and it is the don't tread on me, but it, it has a snake and it says, but on the bottom it has Florida. 
And I guess since then, uh, DeSantis has put out a yellow one with an alligator that says, don't tread on Florida. And the last one, like I said, these are short lists tonight. How, and this actually happened to me in California. Could you be this guy? Invites you over to their house and asks if you want a beer. And then brings you a St. Pauli's Girl or any other alcohol-free beer. <laughs> Why not just ask Yeah, don't even ask me for a what I'm thinking is going to be an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. And then it's not. That's called bait and switch. Just say, and by the way, if you're not into alcohol, that's great. Whatever you do at your house is your business. Hey, man, I got a near beer. Would you like one? No, sure. thanks. You get anything else? Sure. You want a water, soda, Gatorade? I got some brown water. But just, hey, you want a beer? Sure. And then I'm cracking into it. And, and first one I ever had, it took me a while to realize what a St. Pauli girl was. And it tastes pretty good. But yeah. When's the last time you actually heard of St. Pauli girl? It's been a while. I think O'Doul's gets like the, the belt for yeah. being the alcohol, alcohol-free one everybody knows about. But yeah, St. Polly's girl, and this was a cat who was in my computer class. He's an older guy going to school for his MCP and all that stuff. And so that's how, that was actually in California, and that's how long ago that was. T-Mobile update. <laughs> so um, I opened a show, I think, last week or the week before, bitching about how the effort that I go through to try to remove a $25 line. Well, some things may or may not happen, and well, we're short of phone. <laughs> And so instead of replacing the phone with a new phone, um, I figured I would upgrade mine and then give the person who doesn't have a phone my old phone, which was better than their phone that they no longer have. And so I went down to T-Mobile. And as we all know, sadly, LG is no longer in the phone business. They've gone to making microchips for electric cars, which greatly reduces... Your cell phone options when it comes to quality cell phones, non-burner phones. So now when you walk into a T-Mobile, your options are iPhones, Samsung, Galaxy, Galaxy-esque, the Google Plus for $1,300, <laughs> no thanks, or some low-end, like, fucking generic burner, you know, Android phones. The OnePlus is supposed to be decent. Yeah, that thing's thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, a little bit out of my price range. <laughs> They're all at least a thousand dollars these days. Yeah, but see, if you get them around six, between seven and eight, it's only like an extra twenty to thirty dollars on your monthly bill. But you hit that thirteen hundred dollar one, that's like an extra sixty. So, but anyhow. So, yep. As I'm, but the other problem is shortages. Yep. Out of all all their phones, temporarily out of stock, even on the cheapest one that they're no longer making. So he's feeling a little effed right now. I'm sure they had plenty. They had some iPhones, except for the newest one. But I'm not an iPhone fan. And even on all their Google phones and the Burner Pluses, except for the thirteen hundred dollar one, temporarily out of stock. And so I find hey, a Mike, phone. what's wrong with IPA? IPAs are good. I've been drinking IPA since the mid, early to mid nineties. Because IPA is the pumpkin spice of the beer world. Well, back then it wasn't. I'm OG <laughs> IPA, so y'all can go screw while you're hey, drinking your Swillweiser. You can take the, you can take the boy out of the big bone, but you can't take big bone out of the boy. Actually, there were Budweiser drinkers down there. Yeah, but anyhow, say. back to it. So I find a phone. The one phone that I wanted was four weeks out. Now this is what you call an upsell. Because the, the next model up was three days out. 
Okay, fine. So I go down that road. Much like the phone thing. Okay, um, you have access to this email. Yep. We're going to send you an email. Uh-huh. And you need to do the di- digital signature within the next four hours or your order will be canceled. They need basically, now you're on the clock. They need a signature on the... on the Because you basically had to pay the, the taxes mm-hmm. and their $30 upgrade fee, even though I didn't upgrade because I kept my old phone, but whatever. So I, I logged the email and I launched the T-Mobile link on my T-Mobile phone while driving down the street and it loads their page and it's just spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. So I try that four or five times, keep spinning. I'm like, okay, I'll just get home on my internet. I'll deal with it there. Get home on internet and it airs out. So whether or not I have a phone coming in three days, I don't know. I've gone back and checked. I haven't gotten a threatening your order has been canceled email. But this was not on my list of shit. Can we talk about Dell for a minute? I had a customer whose Alienware laptop blew up on him. Plugged into power supply, didn't turn on. Plugged in another power supply, didn't turn on. He brought it to me. I smelt it. It smelled like a burnt fucking motherboard. I mean, you could just, you know, the smell of burnt electronics. Boys, he locked up the motor in his car. Mm hmm. And so he's like, well, how much do you think a new motherboard of this thing costs? I said, well, I don't know. It depends on availability. So we start, we start, <laughs> Did you find one? We start surfing around, and they were coming up for about $900 to $1,200 oh. from third parties. He's like, well, blow a phone call in the Dell. For those who don't know, Dell bought out Alienware years ago. That's why they suck now. <clears throat> so I blow a phone call in the Dell, talk to a guy, give him the express service tag code. And he's like, well, do you want one with the uh, built-in processor or do you want a swap processor? I'm like, well, in all my years, based on laptops, the processors are glued in. They're, they're, they're not like PCs. I mean, you can take them out, but it takes blowtorch and a prayer. And chances are, I don't want to be have the call this guy back a week later say, oh, we got to get you a new processor. So I said, give me a quote with a, an i7 processor in it. Turns out this computer he bought in 2017. Comes back, $250. Okay, well, that changes things. We just went from a $900 motherboard plus labor to, which would make it buy a new laptop, right? Why why spend $1,200? Did you, if you get one. Did you get like a, so what gives? Why is this so much cheaper than everything else I'm finding? Well, what we just assumed was it's Dell. This motherboard's old. They're wanting to liquidate the stock, get it out of here, whereas the guy selling it from the third party paid for retail price. They still got their margins built in. They're trying to recoup the money they spent on it to fill their inventory. Mm-hmm. This was on October 26th. Delivery date was November 3rd. What's today's is that date? Coming by, is that coming by the mail? Uh, yeah, UPS. Okay. Today's yeah, because the, the mail is now taking six, five. They're expecting anything mailed through the postal service to take five to seven days longer than normal. So I got a text message, a frantic text message this morning because um, when I ordered the motherboard, the, uh, mm-hmm. Aiden over at Dell was having issues. My system's <laughs> frozen up. Um, can I get your information and I'll put the order in and I'll email you a confirmation once the order's done. It'll probably be 20 well, minutes to 30 minutes. You work for the computer, the company that makes computers. And sure, Aiden, whatever. Run. So uh, we give Aiden the information and he sends us an email on October 26th. Here's your order, yada, yada, yada. Wang, dang, thank you, ma'am. I forward it to the end, the end user because he had already left. And we go out today, October 26th. The motherboard is due to land tomorrow, and I get a frantic email, nay, text message from the end user saying, hey, I just clicked on the view order details, and it has shown as being canceled. Do what? Fantastic. Now, the order had been canceled, but no one sent me an email. No one had called me. 
no one from Dell tried to reach out and touch somebody in the old AT&T phrases. I should, I, I'm not going to get into the, the runaround that is phone support, but I spent an hour and a half getting tossed around to the point where I thought about coming home and doing it so I could record it <laughs> for prosperity of how frustrating it is. But long story short, what we figured out was is that when we put in the order, they only had one in stock, and it got shipped out before our order was processed by Aiden. Like two ships passing in the night. Okay, fine. Shit happens. Yep. So, can't get a hold of Aiden. Got a new sales, new business sales rep. Let me guess his name is Jaden? No, his name is Jeremy. Okay. And Jeremy. Good old school name. And Jeremy said, well, here's the problem. I got five or six of these with the i5 in it and only one with the i7. If we order the i7, you guys are running the risk of uh, same thing happening. Time your order gets processed, it may be out from underneath us because our system's not that up to date. It doesn't show us in real time. Um, it's first come, first serve. So I contact the, the end user. He's like, well, fuck it. Let's buy both. <laughs> and if the <laughs> i5, if the i7 ships to us, then we'll cancel the order on the i5. Because you think if the i7 is 249 bucks, how much is the i5 motherboard, right? And while you're at it, since the damn thing fried out, why don't you go ahead and add them, add a, have them add a built-in battery to it, and that's an extra 130 bucks. So Jeremy gets the quote, the i7 motherboard is $900, oh. and the i5 motherboard is $549. Oh. What happened to this $249 i7 motherboard that Aiden had quoted me? It's the one that was kicked under the shelf for a I long can't time. find it, dude. I think he quoted you the wrong one. Fan-fucking-tastic. But talking to the... We're like... Yeah, Aiden's no longer with us. Nine hundred dollars for a motherboard to repair a computer bought in twenty seventeen. We we discussed it, and he's just going to buy a new brand new laptop. But it's just like uh, two weeks and four hours later, um, I'm back to where I was two weeks ago, minus the two hundred forty nine dollar char- part that we we had been waiting on. But and and thanks Dell Business Sales for kicking back an email to your end user saying, oh, you know that order we placed for you two hours ago. You ain't getting that shit, so you better make new plans. Nothing. No email, not a pinata. Well, in the business I'm in, we got vendors now that will only hold prices for 24 hours, and if we had a quoted price, they can change the lead time at any given time. Michael, you're correct. It is oftentimes cheaper to buy a new laptop, but, however, when it comes to business equipment, and this is why I primarily do business over over residential, is... There's so much, and Gordon can attest to this, there's so much configuration as far as network shares and joining the domain and configuring email programs and loading up proprietary software that maybe somebody has the key code for the software they bought two years ago, that after you buy that that laptop for cheaper or that desktop computer, you then got to pay an IT guy to come in and spend two hours getting everything back the way the old one was. And so oftentimes, if the computer's not super old, it's more cost effective to maintain what you have until the beginning or near the end of the tax year when you want to spend that last bunch of money on a big project. So, so a lot of times in the business world, it's it is cheaper to actually repair. If, get out of that get out of that yearly subscription for Office they want now. Yeah, and, and when people ask me what's your honest opinion, should I replace this machine? I don't get rich off of parts, and so here's what I, I tell everybody. I here's here's exactly what I say, Gordon. You're like, hey. Should I replace this laptop? I look at you and say, let me ask you this. Before this problem happened, were you tickled pink with this computer or were you constantly pulling out your hair and wanting to throw it in the canal? 
if the answer was you were always getting mad at it, you are always wanting to throw it out in the backyard, don't waste your t- money. Buy a new one. If you're pleased with it, if you never cursed it, if you're happy with its performance and we can get you a part for 100 bucks and $100 labor, you know, $200 to fix a machine that you're perfectly happy with is probably better than five to $700 plus, oh, I, as Gordon just said, I can't find my office 2010 key code, so now i got to buy a new office and um, all that crap, which happens a lot of times, especially in the business environments. People can't find the key code for their proprietary software that they bought a long time ago. Ah, crap. Rookie. Gordon's new. Gordon's new to the the, the playing the the producer sound guy, and he he wasn't aware of the always mute your browser before the advertisement plays, and then and then cue it up, and then hit play. Yeah, I need to get a sound. I downloaded a free soundboard. We'll see how it works. Uh, Soundforge. Oh, Soundplant's the one I use. Yeah, Soundplant. That's probably (laughs) here's a topic Gordon and I brought up the other day. Gordon, you're still sharing. Oh, never mind. It's back. Um. Here's some quality marriage advice for you guys. If you want to maintain that relationship, don't use YouTube to prove yourself right when it comes to arguments with the old lady. Because it doesn't end well for you. Have you ever been... Oh, it ends well. It ends on my terms. We may be in other rooms for a while. (laughs) But it'll end on my terms. Well, they call that Googling me right. Well, you know... There's something to be said, because every time something comes up, I'm that asshole who says, let me look it up. And mm-hmm. then I'll look up several variants of it, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, I just, it's it's funny. It's like you pull out your phone, you go to Google, and you get that little voice in your head. And it says, is it worth it? <laughs> and Gordon and I were talking. I said, yeah, it's kind of like the episode Everybody Loves Raymond, where Raymond does the one thing that all guys have dreamed of. And it backfired on him. And that was that was the one time that his wife actually wanted to have sex after shooting him down for like the last four months. He said, "You know what? I'm going to turn these tables and show her what it's like." And so, yep. And so he says nay, and then was dumb enough to explain why after she got all upset. He says, "How does it feel?" And they basically did an entire 45 minute episode on how that was the world's worst mistake. So, yeah, when you got ideas like that, just stop, breathe, think about it. Well, you did, in all fairness, ask me, how do I explain this mm-hmm. and how this works mm-hmm. and how this person doesn't think, thinks it works, how it doesn't work? And I said, like, well, you just YouTube it and give them a tutorial. Nah, that didn't work. Did you try it? No. No? No. Hmm. I heard someone say... On a, a a very smart person who who um, looks in, he's like a researcher in this and that. He looks into different cause and effects, talking about um, environment, earth, environmentalism, um, global warming, or man-made, whatever they call it now. And he was basically saying, you know, we've had twenty-five years worth of these climate conventions over in sweden or whatever and he was saying um the united nations had a independent study done on the effects of the positive effects on global warming policies that have been done over the last 
20 or 30 years and the outcome of the policies and where they worth the money, time and energy and effort spent. Because every year we have the summit, all the world leaders get together, they agree to do certain things and as soon as they get home they break their promises and go back to doing things the old way. And what they had discovered was... It's is, like all the meetings you have at work. Everybody gets together, they talk about how things are going, and as soon as you walk out the door, it's all forgotten. And what they discovered was the last year they had seen any positive changes to reversing global warming or man-made, whatever you want to fucking call it, it has been since 2005. Meaning, from the late 90s all the way up until 2005, all the global climate change policies we made, all the regular environmental regulations we started to enforce, they actually made an impact, and they could see a positive change you know less carbon blah 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 but since 2005 up until 2021 all the policies plans regulations laws and implementations that the different governments around the world has implemented has made absolutely negative zero noticeable change to what we're seeing environmental rules and his whole point was not that we need to stop having these conferences but we need to stop having these conferences where we come up with the same bullshit ideas for the last 10 years that don't work we have the science independent studies showing that the last time anything positive came that could be reflected through environmental studies was 2005 since then we've been trying all this different nonsense maybe it's time we start looking at different avenues and trying new things that have been voted down in the past to quite possibly see if they would work i say all <laughs> that this long routed road to say this in the interview, somehow they kind of, that mind state got switched into COVID and the mask, of blah, course. blah, blah. Of course. But I say all that to say this is the experts said, well, you know what's crazy? It has been shown and proven that distance learning doesn't teach anything. Yeah, I could, I can agree with that because Clark County School District is having a hell of a time with it. Well, my first thought was actually had nothing to do with COVID, had nothing to do with distance learning, but had to do with homeschooled kids that had been homeschooling for years. And mm -hmm. one of the ways Lee County here in Florida was able to roll out the pandemic distance learning so quickly is unbeknownst to me and most parents who don't do homeschooling and don't have people who are teachers in there, is Lee County already offered a... a at home curriculum for those parents who are teaching at home who don't want to build their own curriculum lee county offered them a predefined curriculum that will teach their children and meet all the state requirements to get their education and so what i'm hearing well studies have showed that distance learning doesn't work it's like so what are you saying the people who've been homeschooling for the last 20 Which or 30 years aren't working or is it going from a structured environment into that that environment? Is that the part that doesn't work? Whereas if you've been homeschooled for five years, you're used to it, and you probably have parents that are stern taskmasters. But it was just interesting. Like, so are you saying that? And also, it depends on kids what studies you're. Who are you talking to, and which parents are you talking to? Right? Yeah. Uh, on these studies, you can you can hyper focus on the ones who have never homeschooled in their lives, and it's just here's your kids figure it out, yeah, they're not going to learn anything. Versus the ones who have been homeschooling have kind of built their whole thing into it. Different results. You know, that's why they, they you know, you hear this, this cry of we need equal outcome. Well, you can't get equal outcome when you have unequal effort and you have unequal 
abilities and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Well, and and then we, it's just, and then you have like places like New York where now they're trying to cut cost and cut financing for the the gifted program for the kids who are super smart and get bored in regular classes and suffer because they're not being stimulated. But now that's not fair to the gen pop kids and the dumb kids. And so we have to relegate that. Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to change up a little bit. When's the last time you thought about the iron lung? Hmm. I think there was a movie out about it at some point in time. What do you know about the iron lung? Not much. I mean, I've got some high, uh, some thoughts, but I don't think they're accurate. Iron lungs yeah. basically came to fruition in the mid fifties when um, polio was huge. Mm-hmm. And I often steal George Carlin's joke. George Carlin said, "You know, people in my neighborhood in New York, we didn't have any polio polio in my neighborhood because we all swam in the Hudson River and we are tempered in raw sewage." And I often say, people in the woods and Abernathy family. We don't get sick that often because we grew up bathing in the Ohio River and we are tempered in raw sewage. And so we don't get sick often, but when we do, it's long and hard because it's a hell of a strain, mm-hmm. COVID or otherwise. And if you think about it, me, you, Matt, Johnny, Lisa, we all pretty much had healthy. Everybody but our parents, essentially. Yeah, because since we were popped out of the womb, we were swimming in the Ohio River up until probably the late 80s when we all got tired of our feet getting cut on broken glass, even though we swam in our shoes. I bring all that up to say this. How many people do you think that are still in existence in the continental United States that use a, are still housed in an iron lung? A modern variant of the hydrant. Let me, let me give you, let me give you uh, some numbers to help you. In 1959, 1,200 Americans relied on an iron lung to stay alive. And we're talking about the big ass looks like you're sleeping in a fucking toaster oven. Yes. The iron lung. How many people do you think in 2021 are still living in without Googling it? Okay. I'm not Googling that. I'm actually uh, picking up a picture for everybody's edification. Well, while you're doing that, just give me a number. How many people? I'm going to say 2,500. 2,500? There's only 1,200 Americans relying on it to stay alive in 1959 yeah but you got modern technology i'm talking about the old school run-of-the-mill fucking iron lung it's still in existence the old school iron lung actually looking at a newer picture of it uh time's up polio time's up a texas man named i'm sorry a texas man dubbed polio paul (laughs) that'll make yourself feel good is one of the last people in the world who still has an iron lung Paul Alexander, 75, has been largely confined to the contraption since he contracted the deadly disease almost seven decades ago. The ventilators, which were invented in 1920, it's 2021, and this guy's still living, his life is sustained by technologies from the 1920, because we used to build shit that last back then, lined hospital wards amid polio outbreaks that plagued the United States in the second half of the last century. In 1959, 1,200 Americans relied on an iron lung to stay alive, but the machines gradually became less common after widespread distribution of polio vaccines. In 1979, the United States declared polio-free, and by 2014, there was only 10 Americans left using the iron lung. 
Now, according to The Guardian, Alexander is one of just two United States residents who remain reliant on an iron lung, and he is eager to share his story. See, Alexander contracted polio in 1952 when he was only six years old. So if you can imagine living in that fucking thing since you're six years old, obviously it grew as he grew. I'm sure they had to. Looks like the world's worst yellow submarine. Basically, how I understand it to work is it creates a vacuum Mm -hmm. that basically makes your lungs move for you. Yeah, so it'd probably be positive pressure mm-hmm. from the outside and the negative pushing pressure. on you and then negative pressure ex- expanding you would be my guess. So this poor son of a bitch has been living in one of those since he was six years old. Quote, I lost everything. The ability to move, my legs would not hold me up, and then I couldn't breathe, he recalls. As a youngster, he became paralyzed from the waist down and was rushed to the hospital and placed in an iron lung. The iron lung is an airtight capsule that sucks oxygen through negative pressure, allowing the lungs to expand into the patient's breathing. Um, the, the contraption is large and cumbersome and requires a person using using it to lay fastened inside during its operation. Smiling nurse, not included. Yeah, right. Nurse Ratchet. Given Alexander's prices and reliance on the bulky machine, doctors diminished their expectations for his future, but Polio Paul was not about to be surrendered. I Your never gave guy. up. I'm still not going to, Alexander defiantly declares in his new video. Alexander, who claims he hated just watching TV all day, started studying and went on to graduate high school with honors. Because he had plenty of time to read the books. You can take that off now. His dreams. Did you say he's in that 24 hours a day? Hold on. His dreams became his dreams of becoming a lawyer suffered setbacks when he was initially denied entry to college because of his disability. However, after two years of consistent persistence, say that five times fast, he was admitted to the Southern Methodist University on a scholarship. Alexander graduated his Juris Doctor from the University of Texas, Austin Law School, 1984. Quote, finally something good happened. I wanted to be a lawyer for a long time, he recalled to the interviewer. Alexander spent decades working in the legal field. He was eventually able to leave the iron lung for minutes, not hours, but minutes, mind you, after time of learning how to, quote, frog breathe. I guess it's a way they basically. Can you imagine how atrophied he is and then all the bed sores? Uh, He's a big boy. Um, But now in his older age, Alexander is confined to the contraption 24-7 once more. He requires round-the-clock care facilities in Dallas, as you can imagine, because, well, somebody's got to change those diapers and uh, drain that bag. Hey, that nurse ain't smiling. I do the same thing everyone else does. Every day, I wake up, Mm. wash my face, brush my teeth, and shave. Have some breakfast. I just need a little bit more help doing that than anybody else, he says in his new video. Despite his difficulties, the plucky Texan... Last year, published his first biography titled Three Minutes for a Dog, My Life in an Iron Lung. Now, if he was from somewhere besides Texas, say like New York, would he be called Plucky? No. Nah. It took him five years to complete his work, writing every word of his book with a pen attached to a stick and held in his mouth. Holy shit. If that thing is a 500 page or more, that guy deserves every fucking award you can get. Because I don't think I could write a paragraph with a stick in my mouth. Imagine his neck muscles. Now, they don't say what year it took. He started writing this book. They just said it took five years. Now, Polio Paul, I'm a fan of yours. But I have to say, if this happened in the last ten years, and no one in your sphere introduced you to Dragon, naturally speaking, 
or even Google voice to text, they're what we like to call assholes because uh, you probably could have gotten that shit done in six months instead of using your stick and, and paper. But uh, apparently no one introduced you to Dragon, naturally speaking. He's an asshole, sir. I had a friend one time who did data recovery, and before the relative access to uh, voice-to-text via smartphones, this is like in the early 2000s, he had nothing to do one night while sitting in his tech shop waiting for the relentless hours of data transfer that he decided it would be fun to get shit-faced drunk and program his Dragon, naturally speaking. Now, for those of you who don't know before Google voice text and your cell phone's voice to text which voice to text doesn't work if you don't have internet how dragon naturally speaking worked is you would buy the software install it and then you would have to read like 18 19 paragraphs from a book so the basically these paragraphs basically included every fucking word in the language right and that's how it would recognize your voice and that meant that that program could only basically recognize your voice well the problem was john was drunk <laughs> And so, but by the time he was done programming his dragon, naturally speaking, it could only understand him when he spoke in slurs. Not like racial slurs, but in drunken slurs. And so that's a little fun fact there. But yeah, so uh, he, he put out his book, The Number of People in the Iron Lungs Continued to Decrease Around the World. That's because they're dying. In 2018, a Missouri woman, Mona Randolph, was profiled by the Post about her year spent lying in the machine. She died the following year at the age of 82. But Alexander hopes to be around for more years to come, inspiring others with a story, quote, I want to accomplish the things that I was told I could never accomplish, such as running a half marathon. No, I made that part up. He said, and achieve my dreams that I have dreamt. But yeah, it's... got to engineer some wheels for this thing. Uh, yep, put a moped motor on it. But it's just crazy to think that, you know... Somebody get a hold of Whistling Diesel. <laughs> that, I, if anybody could get it done, it's him. I'll It'll be what. destroyed by the time he's done with it, but hey. And they'll fill the room with black smoke, but hey, you know. And you may have a dead guy. You know, we couldn't find one, so I'm just going to play an oldie but goodie. Um, so here we go. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. If you leave whiskey in a barrel for several years, the whiskey will get better. But the same is not true for people. And this has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Where's my damn news at? Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. And now, breaking news. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? Um, I'm doing all right, but hey, Florida looks like they're doing okay too. Lowest number. I got some good news out of Florida. Some Florida beaches see a record year for sea turtle nests. Hell yeah. Sea turtles rock. Fantastic. Biologists were taken by surprise by the record number of leatherback turtle nests found along some South Florida beaches this year. Hold on. i got to pause the show for this important message because it's topical. Martin Marzika says via the Facebook, uh, speaking of doing a show drunk, Martin Marzika says via the Facebook live stream, I can't even get my car to understand simple phrases like call mom, call Ben. Oh, I know. And Bubba, well, I have to say it like the car voice. Well, see, Martin, the problem is you have the Ohio, okay. Kentucky, Midwestern accent. Not the accent they teach the newscasters to speak properly, but that area accent. 
um, when I'm in the car with Nugget and I'm like, call Gordon or call dad. Call. I'm sorry. And then Sarian will say, call mom. And then it recognizes her voice because she doesn't have the speech impediment and everything works fine. I think we should all get together, those of us with accents and speech impediments and what have you, and the black and white 8x10s with the X's and the arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one. Oh, sorry, that's Alice's Restaurant. But I think we should get together with a class action lawsuit against the voice-to-text people for making us feel like second-class citizens because we can't get the fucking hands-free shit to work in our cars. So you're basically saying we feel like immigrants in our own country? I feel discriminated against because it doesn't yes. understand my southern draw with my fat tongue, as Stan likes to call it. <laughs> you got a lazy speak. Yep. So they've found 79 nests that have been laid by these endangered turtles along beaches in Broward County this year, and which is nearly double the previous record. Hillsborough County is Tampa. Broward County is Miami? I should know this. Correct. That is South Florida, correct? There you go. I'm good. <clears throat> the previous record was uh, 46 in 2012, and, that, and the record low for these turtle nests were a mere 12 back in 2017. Yeah, uh, question, question. Yes. I'm environmentalist, know-it-all, college kid, Sheila. Anybody can tell you it's because of COVID and the fact that everybody's on lockdown, so no one was allowed to go to the beaches and they couldn't disturb the turtle eggs. It's Florida. Nobody's locked down in Florida. Well, if they were, the numbers would have been quicker and we could have all moved on with our lives and not to have to suffer from lockdowns and and corporations taking over and shut up. Hey, Sheila, where are you from? I'm from New York City, Upper East Side. So it's difficult to say why Broward County saw such an increase in leatherback nesting this season, except for Sheila. She thinks it's because of the COVID lockdown. And now I'm getting a fat tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Kedziff, a biologist for Broward County who specializes in sea turtles, told the newspaper. Let me hold on. Let me get some more scotch in me. Uh, Mark Mazika said it could be a positive due to sea level risings due to no, the. Hey, here's the deal. There's a there's a there's always a yin and a yang. A lot of fire and ice. A lot of balance going on. Anyway, she said that she'll be curious to see whether other areas of the state will see or has seen similar increases. The nesting season, for those of you interested who live in the area, runs from March 1st to October 31st. So you just missed it on the When? What was that month? October 30th or 1st? <laughs> March 1st to October the 31st. And now, that breaking news. Sorry, going to need to interrupt from the breaking news news desk. From our friends over at the New York Post. Surgeon fined $5,000 for leaving the operating room to eat in his car and then falling asleep. Dr. Tony Tanari admitted to Massachusetts Board of Registration and Medicine to missing an emergency ankle surgery in November 2016. The prominent Boston surgeon ditched a patient in the operating room to have lunch in his car and then fell asleep and missed the surgery the state regulators found. Dr. Tony, head of the spine surgery at Boston Medical Center, admitted to Massachusetts Board of Registration and Medicine to missing the emergency ankle surgery in 2016. We just read that. Nice writing. Uh, Tony, who took the patient into the operating room and then attended, and the attending surgeon, who then left the hospital and bought something to eat and parked in his car, fell asleep in the vehicle 
according to the constant. I'm sorry, the consent order released on Monday. Uh, Tanari 54 didn't come back until the next day, and the chief resident ultimately performed the operation and was scheduled to oversee. He was fined five thousand dollars for undermining the quote public's confident integrity in the medical profession, according to the ruling. And now for an editorial on the story. Our reason I bring this up in breaking news, I often find that when it comes to the discussion, nay, the debate, if you will, on whether or not we should have legalized marijuana, you always get that old-timer, old Cliff, and Cliff says, I can't have legalized marijuana because how do I trust that my surgeon is not going to toke up before performing a surgery, to which I usually say the same way that you trust that that surgeon's not going to go out to the bar and have a couple of these before surgery. But now I can say the same way you would trust that your surgeon wouldn't go out and eat and fall asleep in his car. Wait a minute, shit. That ain't helped my point. And Gordon, back to you. Um, Real quick, you've heard me bemoan the, the people moving into Las Vegas. and Damn Californians. Well, apartment rents continue to skyrocket, skyrocket Sky in Las Vegas. Rockets in flight. Boom. They have now rockets hit an all-time high. How much would you think? Okay. Uh, the pricing increase has been 30% for one bedroom and two bedrooms since last year. Okay, we'll say here in Southwest Florida, a two-bedroom is going to be about $1,300 a month. You're in Vegas, carry the two. I'm going to say eighteen dollars to $2,200 a month. Pretty damn close. A single bedroom apartment, which costs more than my mortgage, is eighteen hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. A two bedroom apartment is going to cost approximately two thousand dollars a month, and that's really just putting more demand on the units that are available. So the problem we have is we don't have enough units. They're getting built everywhere, but it's getting to such a point now that people can't find places to live. They are going elsewhere. Well, that is exactly why Stephen and Katie moved back to Grove City, Ohio, because. Um, when they were apartment shopping, they had found that it would cost them more money to rent here in Southwest Florida than I pay on my mortgage. And, and I so, bet you it's the same up there now, too, or very similar. Yeah, and they didn't take into account the fact that we live in an income tax-free state. Oh! And so this little break. That loud. Hey, you pretty much yelled it. Well, I can't help it. It's fantastic. What's it like, Ron? The intimate times? Out of sight, my man. <laughs> no. The other thing. Love. Yeah. What is that? Well, it's tough to explain. I think I was in love once. Really? What was her name? I don't remember. That's not a good story. Zillion. Chinese. Sorry. But came up to see each other. I don't know what why. You, you Google the really scene. Want to know what love is. Here we go. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. From here. Tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. It's kind of like. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clearer in the light of day. And we know the night is always gonna be there anyway. Thinking of you's working 
tide Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together make a sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight You guys have it, I think Afternoon delight and Gordon, back to you with the news. Wow, that was a long way to get there. Lee County. Yeah, buddy. T- Florida. 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 Well, they're taking, finally taking steps to make the road safer for pedestrians. Now, we have talked about this, and it's primarily Cape Coral. <laughs> it's actually where I live. Uh, Cape Coral is the 10th most dangerous city in all the United States for pedestrians, and it's all around my neighborhood where I live, where I run more oftentimes after dark, and that is because we do not have enough streetlights. Three years ago, uh, a kid was hit on his bike by a Lee County Sheriff on the way to school. Uh, actually, that was five years ago. Three years ago, a young girl was sit, hit by a car, and Dave and I talked about this at the time at her bus stop because there's no streetlights, and you're like, well, why is the kid sitting in the street? Well, because we don't have sidewalks, and the option is to sit in the street or sit in the fucking sand with all the fire ants. Where do you think you're going to sit? And back to you, Gordon. Well, apparently they're starting small, and not necessarily in those areas. Lee County is taking steps to make the street safer for pedestrian because they decided to read that sentence twice. The Florida Department of Transportation, probably affectionately known in your area as F, the DOT, mm-hmm has installed several new flashing Ooh. pedestrian crossing signs throughout the county. Yeah, one of them is based right Being there. a guy from Vegas where we were full of those, uh, it doesn't really help. One of them is on McGregor Boulevard by Edison Golf Club where I used to run from. And so Yes, when- and that is exactly where this story is headed. <laughs> but how much are they expected to help? Well, according to Sandy Smart, those are the only ones it takes I've seen, him a minute to safely cross McGregor Boulevard during his walk. Quote, uh, it's uh, a busy. His neighbor, Ross Webb, believes McGregor, it's too dangerous to even try that. It's not safe to cross it. It's not even safe to consider it, according to Webb. No, it's not safe at all. Now, I'm thinking he took a minute to get Well, the reason the everybody runs walker. McGregor, real quick, to pause your story, is because you can park at Edison Country Club, and they allow runners mm-hmm. to park there. And then once you cross said deadly street... You can run for up to 14 miles without ever having to stop at a main thoroughfare. You can run through the neighborhoods, well, run down the street, run over the bridge, and all the way back and not stop your stride one time. So that's why well, everybody now, down there. to help your run, yes. there are flashing crosswalk signs lining the boulevard. Some say that it makes crossing streets much safer. Quote from Webb, the new crossing thing is one of the best things it's this city has ever put in. It's spectacular. It's thing. the bee's knees. It's to catch me out. FDOT has been installing more of the rectangular rapid flashing beacons across Lee County. Andy Orwell works for the Florida Department of Transportation, or FDOT. Anytime we go into the community and start a project, we are really looking at every possible facet to figure out what we can do that is not only keeping traffic moving, but keeps people safe, as safe as well we possibly can. Well, you want to you want to know the level of ingenious that the F dot is. So I started noticing over the um, Edis, uh, over the Midpoint Bridge and into Fort Myers and parts of Cape Coral that they're putting in all these super cool 
purplish blue lights to kind of give our our roads an ambiance, if you will, kind of make it look like a big city where they use decorative lights. Now, it turns out that somebody at the Department of Transportation ordered the wrong color, and they didn't notice until after they paid the labor to have them put them all in, and then they came on that night. And so we had to double down and order all new lights and pay all new labor to have the purplish-blue lights replaced with the boring yellow-white <laughs> yellow lights because, well, somebody ordered the wrong part, and we didn't test them before installing them. Well, these, uh, these new safe measures include where there are lots of pedestrians. Mm-hmm where there are lots of crashes involving pedestrians. So far this year, there has been 266 pedestrian ca crashes in Lee County. Yep. FDOT tells us that uh, flashing signs could help lower this number by 47%. Uh, uh, I don't know about Florida. What was her name again? The one, the environmentalist, um, Nair well. Sheila? No. Was Sheila. Her was her name Sheila? Yeah, Sheila. Well, Sheila now. Uh, yeah, it, it's me, Sheila, again. Um, yeah, Sheila. I'm here to speak on behalf of American citizens with epilepsy, and we find that flashing lights can trigger epilepsy, and so what's going to happen when you guys get to the crosswalk and there's mounds, I mean like a pound mounds, like Japanese bonsai results on Peleliu Island of mounds of, of, of bodies stacked up in the streets from people having epileptic seizures from the flashing light. I don't think you guys thought this through. I think, Sheila, that you are disconnected with reality. How you may get one in a hundred years, sir. This is my truth. Well, that's I hate, my truth. Is I hate that my phrase. Lawn. My truth. Oh my it's god! Only the yes. Truth. So, what's interesting is I don't know how it is in the state of Florida, and I had mentioned this to an out of towner recently when I was standing in line along a what's a worse, road. an out of towner or a townie. crossing? And that is in the state of Nevada. If you're crossing outside of a crosswalk or an intersection and you get hit, it is on you. It is not on the driver. I like that law. Why do I like that law? Well, it actually gives some responsibility to the pedestrian. I think it's probably in direct correlation with the distance from said crosswalk. If you're nope, you have to be in it or in the in an in intersection. Mark There's Mark a Zika lot of people that get here. hit twenty yard twenty feet to twenty yards outside of a crosswalk. And of course, my answer is you couldn't walk that. Extra well, that's distance. my point. If you're getting hit twenty feet from it, but or if the next closest crosswalk's a quarter of a mile, then perhaps oh, we just lost our connection. Oh, doo -doo 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 -doo. I just lost my feed with Gordon. Is that the Zoom feed? Did the Zoom drop out? Oh yes, Zoom is failing. Hold on. I don't know if you guys can hear me. Still, we're trying to reconnect to Zoom. Waiting for video signal to broadcast. Fantastic. I think my internet just dropped out. So what we're going to do is give Gordon like 28 seconds and see if he comes back on. And if not, we'll just wrap up this episode because we're already in 110 minutes into the today's show. And I think he's coming back. We're getting ready to kill yep. the episode, but we are back. But I don't you, know if that was my end or your end. No, that was Zoom. I don't know. It was my Zoom. But anyhow, um, no, it looked like it was my internet. All the, I don't fucking know. Everybody's playing games and streaming right now. But anyhow, let's uh, wrap it up. You got one more story or are you done? That's it, man. Okay. This has been another episode. Actually, hold on. Uh, see, I'm, I got my boards all mixed up because I was trying to see where you went. This concludes the evening news. And now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. This episode of the What's in Your Head podcast has been brought to you by friends at ACT Computers. ACT Computers has been providing IT solutions to all of Southwest Florida since 2004. So if you need any help, give them a call at 239-283-1120 or go to head over to act-capecoral.com. They can help you with a laptop, motherboard, repair, as long as Dell sends them the part. 
computer repair, network expansions, anything IT related or technical related. And even if you don't live in Southwest Florida, they can help you. Give them a call at 239-283-1120. And with your assistance, they will log into your computer, assuming you have working internet, unlike here at the Digital Vortex Network. And they will log into your computer and help you with all your minor computer problems. Once again, give them a call at 239-283-1120. And while you're on the internet, if you haven't done so, we have just recently hit 502 subscribers on our YouTube channel. Now we're working for the big 1,000 marker. If you haven't done so, please head over to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com and click on the YouTube link and like and subscribe. And also, while you're on those pages, please go ahead and sign up for Patreon. It goes a long way to help support the show. And I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Gordon, you got anything to say before we go? Nope. Y'all have a great week. We will see you next Tuesday. Hey, you all just call us a bunch of... This has been a Digital 410 production. (laughs) 